Thunder Media. Becoming a new supercar team owner is not the easiest thing to do, and to do it on the eve of a season makes the job even harder. Peter Zabiris is learning on the run with his brand new Premier team. If I had my, not my time over again, if you were starting this team from scratch, you know, you'd probably give yourself a lot more time and you'd be a lot more structured and you'd handpick, um, you know, more people, but we didn't have the, the luxury of time. And He is determined and has no plans to give up anytime soon. I can't see myself stopping till we, you know, we, we win a Baptist or we win a, we win a, a championship, basically. Peter Cerberus joins us on Inside Supercars today. I hope you'll stay with us. Hi, I'm Chaz Mostert. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. This program is brought to you by P1 Australia Racing Components, the designer of the oil heat mats for dry sump tank applications. Find out more about the truths on engine oil heating at p1australia.com. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Welcome to Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock. I'm at a very different track, a race track, but one that's got drags in it, because I'm here meeting with Peter Sibiris. Now, um, Peter and I have been uh, trying to get this together for some months, but since he became known in the paddock. P Peter, welcome to Inside Supercars for the first time. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. It's wonderful to be here. I'm at Heathcote Raceway because... Peter is one of those rare beasts in Australia. I think there's probably only 10 of you, I suppose, in the country, really, yeah. who races these AA fuels. They say, um, they say there's more people that, um, you know, there's more astronauts in the world than, than top <laughs> fuel drivers. So, yeah, it's a bit of an exclusive club. Yes, and of course, you know, the most well-known one in Australia, obviously, um, Jim Reed and um, Rochelle Splatt and things like that. But yeah. you've um, come into this category with a fair bit of speed. Yeah, no, um, we've... I've been drag racing for, for a lot of years, probably getting close to 20 really, um, but yeah I suppose I've been top fuel for about seven and um, I suppose when you think about it with, with the, the purchase of a, of, of a you know, supercar team that's probably propelled it a little bit further as well. <laughs> now I, I've heard several times you use the expression it's like a bomb going off and I can understand it. And I've watched quite a bit of drag racing, more than I have in the rest of my life sort of thing in recent times, knowing that I was going to come and talk to you at some stage. Um, it, it's a pretty exciting time because you've got a, a good sponsor in Bursons and you've got a good national championship going. A number of good competitors here. Yeah, no, look, um, we, we got approached by uh, a promoter, um, Andy, a fellow by the name of Andy Lopez, um, and uh, he's, he's the fellow that behind the, the, the Summonats. Um, franchise and yeah himself and, and Nathan um, basically sat us down and said look you know we think we can do something Nathan Prenagast of course yeah, right. yeah. Uh, from supercars and um, 
to be up front, I still remember the meeting was like yesterday, and you know it was like, yeah, yeah, I've, I've heard it all, you know, I've seen it all. But no, these guys were different, and um, the proof's in the pudding. They, they put this together, and we finally we kept on for many years. We just kept on talking about having a national series, and we actually got a genuine national series. You know, especially next year, we've, we've you know we're finally going to to South Australia, back to back to Queensland. Um, it's it's definitely getting where we want to be. Okay. Well, I watched uh, quite a few of the events this year. I think this is your fifth event for the year, is it? Or yeah. Four? Uh, no, no. This is the this is the fifth. Yeah. 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 So okay. we do six rounds, and this is the the second last one. It'll be Darwin. Will be our will be our final. Uh, is that on the supercars weekend? Exactly the same weekend. Well, at least you'll be able to walk yeah. across <laughs> the road and see them. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you'll, you'll have um, a Townsville to go to and a few other things, events that you can go to as well. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the whole idea was um, we were going to do the whole series within a six-month period, January to, to June. Um, but the new calendar, and I thought, I, you know, I've got six months just to do touring, you know, to, to, to do V8 supercar stuff. But uh, no, the, the new calendar's come out and, and we'll be racing from September onwards. We'll be doing three more rounds this year. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be... A very busy, very busy season for us. All right, wonderful. Well, fortunately, you haven't got a passenger seat, so I'm not going to be able to ride with you, <laughs> even if I wanted to. You know. I'd just strap you to the back wing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now let's go back in your history. Now, you're by trade a... Um, fitter, fitter machinist, fitter turner back yep. in the day. But yeah, okay. fitter and... So you finished that in Sydney, north of the Hawkesbury somewhere? Correct, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did... I. I did my apprenticeship and I stayed with that same company for, for 10 years Yep. Um, and then then I left and started my own business. Okay, so 1994 was the year yep. and was it called Premier from the yeah, start? Yeah, no, Premier, Premier Compressor Services, so my, okay. my background's air compressors, so okay. right. you, you, know, you do what you know and that's what, that's what we did. And when I look on the website and see, you know, you've got a full range of things you can hire, lease, you know, obtain whatever yeah. somebody walks in and says, I need one of them and you can you can find it. Yeah, look, we, we are a, more of a specialist hire company, so unlike um, some of the, the other hire companies where you can get anything from a shovel to a tarp to a compressor to a generator, uh, we, we stick to our, our product lines and we will we will sort of, you know, if someone asks me enough times, I will go and buy something and, and hire it. Um, but we don't... We don't stray away too much from from our, our core business. Okay. All right. Now you've got uh, offices or, or warehouses or factories, whatever you call them, in three or four states. Yeah, four states now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So All right. we're in Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria, and South Australia. Okay. Uh, Western Australia and Tasmania are they on the uh, Western Australia? Um, it's a long way. It's a long way. No, look, I we've got plans, and I I reckon within. Under 12 months, we'll, we'll open our first WA branch. Okay. Um, as you would have flown the flag there when you raced uh, over there recently. Yeah, recently, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. it was pretty good. Yeah. Okay, so, and you employ about 150 people. Correct. Right, okay. Correct. It's, it's a pretty large uh, workforce. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now, uh, I first saw your name, your brand, your colours uh, on Gary Jacobson car. That was the first time I came across it. I don't look to hire your sort of equipment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Um, when, was that the first time you'd sponsored a car as such with Gary? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. So we've, um, we were sort of involved with supercars um, just just through knowing a few teams and, and all the rest of it. But, yeah, no, when when, um, when the opportunity came up last year with 
with um, you know Jonathan Webb um, to do like a, a sponsorship deal. I'd never done it before. Didn't know where, how, how good or how it was going to end up. And uh, yeah, ended up doing a deal with with, with, the, with the techno team, and and um, and that's how I really got sort of you know involved, I suppose. Now, obviously, uh, you know things didn't fall the way that you know that was seen even for the webs in being Team Sydney. There are an enormous number of attractions that were being made because, unfortunately, Sydney Sydney used to have two leader teams back in the nineties, yeah. but not V eight teams. That's you know there's been one or two over the years. The M three guys are Pete Norman and John Cotter. Yeah. Um, they've been the Lansdale guys, Steve yeah, yeah. Reed and, and Trevor Ashby. Yeah. Um, but and Wayne Gardner going back even earlier. Yeah. Um, but never a V eight team. Is that something in long term you'd like to do? Um, the answer is yes. Uh, I'm a Sydney boy. Um, there's no one in Sydney, so being being a you know flying the flag would be a really good thing. The, the hardest thing right now is all the teams. You know, half are in Queensland and half are in Melbourne. So you're only as good as you know a, a number of things, and, and, and people. Employees is, is one of them. So to to attract the best people, you've sort of got to go where the, where the people are, and, and to try yeah. and get the best people to relocate to a new to a different state is a big ask. So I think I think as a team we've got to we've got to put runs on the board and prove ourselves before we even think about wanting to relocate or, or whatever. Yeah. But for now, no, no we, look, we're, we're happy where we are. We we're attracting some really good people. Um, and that's that's my number one goal is, is to, is to your, build your team. drag team is located in Brisbane. Correct. Uh, and but for what, the same reason. Same reason. For no, the I same know. reason. So when not that there's not good people in Sydney. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So the, the the guy that runs my uh, race team, the drag team, uh, a guy by the name of Tim Adams. He's a he's a Queensland local, and um, for me to get him, it was a case of the team goes to him. He's not prepared to. Yeah. How long have you been together with him now? Uh, since the beginning, basically. Oh, okay. So, right. so when I, before I, I stepped in the car, um, we we got Tim and I got together, worked out a deal, and and um, we've been together ever, ever since. Double A nitro methane and all those sort of things. I mean, it's a highly specialised thing, more specialised than supercars, is funny enough. Um, look, everything's got its skill levels and skill factors, and you know, I keep saying, um, you know, when you stand on the loud pedal. The thing feels like a, a bomb's just gone off. Well, you know, I think we've all seen the vision of what happened at the last meeting, <laughs> and that was probably that was probably one cup full of fuel in one cylinder. Yes. You know, so when we're trying to jam, you know, um, gallons and gallons of this stuff in there in, in all eight cylinders, you can understand that you know it's 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 a very volatile fuel, but but a fuel that makes a lot of power. One of the privileges of what I do as a motorsport journalist is I've been at various events and met people and, and know things. I remember so vividly when the Winfield Triple Challenges were on, and they were on sort of 94 through 98 or something like yeah. that. And I'm pretty sure it was um, Jim Reed's um, crew chief that took me through the car, and he showed me and taught me about all the technology in it. Yeah. And I've loved the technology of it. I'm not interested in three-second races. Okay, yeah. well, that's you know that's fine. But the technology of it is just mind-blowing. Yeah. yeah. You know the way in which that yeah you could pull an engine apart, put it together again, half an hour, bang, off and do it. Yeah. It's yeah. just extraordinary. Um, so, what was the attraction then? 
you're doing this, and that would be enough for most people to have a very large business as you've got. Yeah. But then you go off and decide to get a supercar team. This is something that most people don't do. Um, yeah, this is probably not the answer people want to hear, but it, it, it really, it, it was an opportunity. Now, opportunities don't don't present themselves every day. Yep. So, uh, it was, it's purely an opportunity. And look, you know, there's no secret that uh, Team Sydney probably wasn't travelling as, as good as what it could have been. Um, and I honestly just seen it as a, um, a challenge. Like, so for me, I, I do, I love, I love a challenge. And if I, I look at, well, I reckon I can fix this. I reckon, you know, with, with the right people, the right funding, the right, whatever, um, you know, I, I reckon I could turn this around. And, it's, and some people get, get a buzz out of that and some people don't. I, I happen to get a buzz out of it. Okay. Um, now, you mentioned earlier that your daughter, Hayley, um, she's still involved with the team. Yes. Yeah. And, and works with, any other members of your family? Um, so, directly, no. So, um, my eldest son, James, he, he actually works for, for Triple Eight, so he, he, he loves his motorsport. He's an engineer, isn't he? Yeah, correct. He, he's an engineer and uh, he's doing really well. And, um, no, the, uh, the only other one is Hayley that she, yeah, she... She loves the sport. Well, it's funny, she, she got thrown in because the, the, the person that was supposed to turn up on the weekend didn't and we had no one else and we threw her in and, and she did a ten times better job than anyone else we'd had and, and Tim said to me, she ain't going nowhere, she's, she's part of the team and, and that was probably four or five years ago. Oh wow, yeah. that's, that's pretty wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Not the plan but it's worked exactly. out well. Right, exactly. okay. Alright, now um, as events would have it, um, it's come to light that uh, You've known Roland Dane for a number of years. And yep. In what guise did you meet up with him, sort of thing? Oh no, look, just Roland was a was a guy that we obviously met through supercars and just my involvement with with Team Sydney and and, and a few other teams. And um, so it took four or five years, or, or yeah, longer. yeah, okay. um, probably a little bit less actually. Yeah. But um, look, end of the day, the supercars paddock, believe it or not, it's a small paddock. Everyone knows each other, um, so yeah, it's it's pretty easy to, um, to to meet and know what's going on in, in, that, in that world. Well, one of the wonderful things you've just recently announced is that Maddie Cook has joined, and and Maddie is certainly a Triple Eight man, and, yep. and been that way, and been in charge of their GTs and Super Two programs. So he's a very K one. That's not to belittle what Dan Ensor had been doing, but clearly he was uh, very stretched in the many jobs he had to wear. Yeah, so, look, um, unfortunately, you know, if I had my, not my time over again, if you were starting this team from scratch, you know, you'd probably give yourself a lot more time and you'd be a lot more structured and you'd handpick, um, you know, more people, but we didn't have the, the luxury of time. And don't get me wrong, whether you had six weeks, whether you have six weeks or, or six months, what you can achieve in a short time because you don't have you know yes. the, the deadline is needs must yeah. yeah so so look you know we 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 basically slapped together a, a team and and luckily I, I fell on my feet and I got people like Dan and, and 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 so forth um and and that team's got us to where we are but now now it's it's a case of start to hand pick and, and actually find the right people for the job and, and sometimes it's 
square peg round hole yeah. syndrome. You know, sometimes yeah. you might you might have the best engineer or the best driver or the best whatever, but if that person doesn't fit the team, the culture, what you're trying to achieve, it, it ain't going to work. So, um, so yeah. So for me now, it's it's we've got to a certain point, um, and we want to keep growing and and we want to get better and further up the up, up the front. Um, for me to do that, I have got to find okay. different people. Not different people, but people with different skill sets and and knowledge and things like that. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, you certainly had some good announcements and restarted on people and also on sponsorship. Um, and obviously, this mechanism runs on money, and oh, yeah. you, know, you need yeah. plenty of it. Um, how much? How many people do you have? Maybe not employed, but how many do you take away on a on a running your rail? Uh, this between say ten and. 10 and 15 roughly, okay. yeah, about 12 is a good average. Yeah, which is about the same number per car yeah. in supercars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, these ones, of course, you have some highly specialised ones like the engine builders, um, whereas you're not needing to do that engine building in, in the paddock. Um, as a matter of interest, the Gen 3 thing, does that excite you, that program? It does, actually. I think um, you know, a lot of people are looking at the parity side. Um, I, think, I, think, I think the... As far as the fan base goes, it's it's a new it's a new car, it's a new concept. Um, there's a lot of excitement, a lot of um, you know. I think it's something to that we're going to look forward to. So I think I think the sooner this happens, the the better. I think it's going to be awesome for the sport, for the fans, um, for us as team owners. I think it's a good thing. As you well know, in team sports like football, NRL, yeah. and all these sort of things. Is that fans can actually be more one one track mind than anybody else and get more angry about it, and you know, hence fans getting angry at seeing players yeah, yeah, on a field yeah. smiling at each other. Yeah. Well, you know, they don't go around hitting each other just because we play on opposite sides. Yeah, yeah. But in the same way that people in in supercars, I mean, they realise that change is coming, and you've got to accept that change comes. Yes. And if you don't, then you'll be swamped. Look, hundred percent. Like, if, I'm sure. When they went from Group C to Group A, from Group A, you know, like every yeah. time they've done a change, I, I guarantee you there would have been people going, you know, this oh, is going to fail, done it wrong. And yeah. they've done it wrong, and and but you know, I, I think if and I'm pleased, I'm no expert, maybe I shouldn't comment, but I reckon, I reckon the the, the, the amount of fans and, and TV and and audience that watches supercars today compared to 20 years ago, I reckon that, that these people know what they're doing. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of smart people behind the scenes and 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 they make they make decisions based on on their knowledge and and I think yeah I think let the smart people keep making the decisions indeed I remember actually saying to Peter Brock uh, when he announced his retirement I went to that announcement and there were ex HDT mechanics up the back crying sort of thing and he's just retiring guys yeah but uh, I'm saying to Peter that. Uh, um, he's going to have people saying to him that they're seeing him race for the first time, yeah, and also the last time. What do you mean the first time? Well, because people didn't go to motorsport in the eighties, because in that era of group group yeah, C, yeah, and yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, the, the the group A thing just turned people off. Yeah, they didn't want to watch BMWs and Nissans. You know, yeah. but anyway, you've obviously got a couple of young drivers who are working very hard to try and improve their work. I mean, fortunately. Um, Grand Prix was a highlight in terms yeah. of Gary getting so so many top tens. Yeah. Chris has had some, uh, you know, problems, but not insurmountable ones. 
Nah, look, so the the promise the promise I gave the two boys because um, you know everyone looks for um, I don't know if you want to call them excuses or, or, or reasons, but um, everyone looks for reasons why you know they they, they could have gone better and all this. But so one of the things that I promised the two boys is I will I will get rid of all the excuses. So the cars, the prep, the team, the pit stops. Um, everything's got to be first class, so the only thing that's left now is, is really the, the driver and, you know, and, and his race engineer. Um, to date, I haven't done my part, like we still, you know, there's lots of things that we could have done better. I've got to keep reminding myself it's only four races into it um, and we've got a long way to go. But I think, you know, I, I, well, I'm hoping from the outside looking in, people can see that from our first race compared to our last race, we've improved. Um, you know, when we um, when we finished at Sydney Motorsport Park, I was I was pretty gutted to be up front because we were pretty much a genuine P23, P24 car, I suppose. Yeah. Um, you know, at, at, at Perth, um, I believe after we finished Perth, we we're a genuine. P13, 14, 15. So, yeah. you know, we've, we've moved up. I, yeah. I believe we've we've moved up a genuine ten paces, and and uh, and we ain't stopping. Like like you know, we want both of these boys to be regular top ten, you know, qualifiers and and, and race winners, <coughs> and and um, and then we just we just keep honing and working and chipping away and and get them further up. So that's the plan. Now, one of the things that's happened since you arrived, I mean, you, when you first came in the paddock, it was uh, structured around the way it was back in 96, sort of thing, where you know, people bought a wreck or a franchise, um, but now that's no longer the case. You still have to have those to race, but the way in which the money is distributed, the way in which it's owned now, there's a new uh, consortium that owns the series. Yep. Have you had much input from them as to what you're doing? Do you get any feedback? No, not really, no. No, look, it's it's... You know, just as just as, as it's new to me, it's new to them. Right. Um, so, from what I can hear and see, I don't believe a hell of a lot's changed yet. I'm sure that changes will come and and and, and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, look for me. No, I've I've just been more head down and concentrating on getting our little world as best we can, and and then um, you know I'll, I'll worry about what I'll worry about the politics later. Do you sit down as part of an engineering debrief after a race meeting? Do you include um, not as not as much as what I'd like to. Okay. To be up front, um, my look. Everyone runs their businesses differently. I'm for me to get too involved and offer an opinion is, is ridiculous because I I don't know circuit racing. So yeah. um, so my job is to find good people. That's 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 my. That's my job. My job is to find good people, put them all together, make sure they all get on, and hopefully, hopefully, uh, race wins can come. Yeah. Well, now Maddie and Dan, they'd be people that post event. You could have debriefs Correct. with them, and they can give you this is what happened, Correct. this is why. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, don't get me wrong. We 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 have these debriefs and all the rest of it, but um, you know, I'm not one of those team owners that that get involved with. Um, the setup of the car or strategy, the strategy yeah. or you know like yeah I, I, we, we wouldn't go too well if I was too too involved <laughs> no I, I have similar thoughts but <laughs> my involvement but, uh, um, okay so 
Um, you obviously haven't committed yet as to which direction on, on the car for Gen 3 for you. Um, no, we're still looking. Look, my preference is to, to stick with GM um, for various reasons. Um, but, yeah, nothing's in concrete right now. Yeah, okay. Well, they're still testing the car, so... Correct, uh, yeah. Um, all right, but um, you know, the first opportunity. Have you either of your guys driven the new Gen 3 cars yet? Yeah, Gary, I believe Gary... Gary did some testing um, at Phillip Island. Yep. Um, I don't believe Chris has done any. I could, could be wrong, but I don't believe Chris has done any any testing in, in yet. Okay. yet. Um, and as far as I mean, obviously you bought into a series, and you know this is the way it is, and here's the plan of what we're going to do. You know, as far as the strategies and, and in terms of. Um, the way in which the race meetings are run, for instance, you know the length of races, things like. Do you have? Do you want any firm ideas on any of that? No, no, no. Okay. Basically, I've um, I bought a you know a seat on the bus, and I'm just I'm just going for the ride at the moment. But okay. um, I'm sure that will come. But at the moment, no, we I, I just I, I listen to what we get told and try and follow. Can you remember the first time you sat down to watch Bathurst? Oh, look, I was. Um, yeah, it would have been like 70, 78, probably my, my fondest memories is 78, right. 79, that, that sort of era. Yeah. And the reason I say that was um, most most guys follow their father's footsteps and my dad actually was a Ford guy to be up front, that's, that's, okay. what he, that's the car of choice he had. And I just, and I was, I was probably going to follow in the, in the same footsteps and I just remember seeing Brocky and, and, and the hatchback Tiranas back in the day, and I just thought they were the best looking thing I've ever seen. And and I, you know, I jumped the fence, and <laughs> and, I, and I've been a GM guy ever since. It was one of the wonderful moments up at the Bathurst 12 Hour last weekend, and listening to Kenny Habul. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and how he'd actually had a pretty crook uh, growing up, and uh, uh, sort of almost ended up orphaned, and, and ended up living at Bev and, and Peter's uh, place, and. And when he started talking about the, that, and he at night time was a 12, 13 year old climbing in the car and pretending he was driving. <laughs> yeah, it. yeah. It was rather wonderful to hear it because you know, the man obviously has lived out his dream in terms of circuit racing. Yeah. Um, okay, well, you're well underway with the program. Um, have you got any thoughts on how far you want to go with it, sort of thing? Do you want to keep on manning up so that you get better and better drivers each year, sort of thing? or? Um, look, I don't know what the future holds, but um, you know, some people, some people get into this game to um, some. Some of it, it's, it's a it's a, a way of life. It's it's a it's a way of earning a, a living. Um, like I said in the very beginning, I've I've, I've done this as a, it's a challenge, and um, I can't see myself stopping till we, you know, we we win a Bathurst or we win a. We win a, a, a championship, basically. So. Well, Peter, I, I hope I'm here when that happens because I am sure that uh, your boys and girls, who are both in this team and the uh, supercar team, will all rejoice it pretty well. Yeah, definitely. Um, thank you very much for your time on Inside Supercars. Peter Severus, it's been wonderful talking and look forward to it again. No, absolute pleasure. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. 
The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.